Where do you find teachers who are willing to be with you 24-7? Because in a lot of Chinese tradition, they call many, um, I think this is supposed to say, many lay people call high monks teacher, where they only see them once a year or a month. But the teacher probably doesn't even know their students. Can I call you my teacher since I'm on the YouTube site every weekend? Um, and then he says, it's easy to find a teacher, but even harder for a teacher to call you a student, even if you live near lots of centers. Hmm. Well, if it's just a question of what you can call me, you can call me whatever you like. You can call me Al. It's a song. Yeah, Bunte. Um, oh, right, <laughs> Bunte. No, but um, well, wh why I say that is because it's not so important what you call me or whether you you take me as your teacher or anyone as your teacher. Um, if if it helps you, gives you some spiritual encouragement, then yeah, you're you're welcome to say this person is my teacher or that person is my teacher as you like you know, and and take that up. Of course the danger that, that you might run into is maybe you'll pick the wrong person or maybe you'll you'll get a wrong idea of the person if you don't have direct knowledge. You know, even the Buddha himself suffered from, the, from, from this or was was faced with this sort of thing. His students spending all their time sitting around watching him and saying there's my teacher. Oh, look at my teacher. How wonderful, this teacher. And the Buddha said, get away, what are you doing looking at this rotten, filthy body of mine full of urine and feces and, and all sorts of ugly things. Apehi was the word he was saying, get lost. Kicked him out of the monastery in order to help him. Eventually the monk did become enlightened. Um, so if if it helps you, I mean... This um, this idea of clinging we've talked about clinging sometimes you have to cling to something if you if you're clinging to something in order to help you up then that's a good sort of clinging right when a child learns to walk they have to cling to the table if they don't have the table to cling to they'll never be able to stand up they're not strong enough yet once they're strong enough they can stop clinging if you're clinging to something to so to think that you don't have to stand up, you know, I've got this bottle of mine, like a baby to its bottle, I'm not going to learn to walk, food's right here. You know? Then it's a bad sort of cleaning. But for, so, so if you take a teacher, if you call someone your teacher, because that, that, that encouragement or that, that stability is going to help you focus on one technique, which is always good, and is going to help you to... to, to um, to exert yourself in that technique and to apply yourself to that technique and to develop it, then I would say eventually you you'll you won't need to cling to the teacher anymore. You won't need to you'll you'll become as the Buddha said um, you'll become what the word uh, you'll become independent in the in the Buddha's teaching. So you you won't need the Buddha even anymore. This is the uh, the, the name for or the the description of an arahant is someone who has become independent in the Buddha's teaching, no longer needs to depend even on the Buddha. So, you know, th th these are all just words, and you should do it if it help if you think it helps you, and if it uh, brings you benefit. 
the best thing, if you're asking, you know, what is the best type of teacher-student relationship, the best teacher-student relationship is when you are with uh, your students, um, I don't want to say 24-7, but you are with your students in the same monastery. Um, you don't need a teacher to be watching you 24-7, but I assume that means be at the same monastery. That's the best. Uh, if you can't if you can't meet that right now, then do as you can and and move slowly and try to find the best support that you can to help pull you pull yourself up until eventually, physically and spiritually, you're able to put yourself in a position to become free from suffering. You want to continue that? There's not much to add, but. Uh, for Sorry. the for the second part of the question, it's uh, it's not easy to find a teacher, but even harder for a teacher to call you a student. Um, I think that's more a, a word game, a, a, a play of words than it it should really be in, in reality because we all are, are, are students of the border. Um, we should be uh, students of the Buddha mm. and um, a, a teacher is a, a represent of, mm. of the Buddha but he and may of, be of the teaching. So mm. um, I don't know if, if hard for a teacher to uh, i mean if there is somebody dedicated to a teacher and mm. not attached not mm. clinging that would of course be be a, a perfect student and, and but it uh, it sounds like he's actually asking uh, uh f how can you find a teacher who who knows you like who 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 considers you their student oh. Mm -hmm. Like somehow that, because I guess that's a spiritual encouragement as well. Like, oh, this teacher knows my name and so on. I've mm. got a funny story for that when I get my turn. Yeah, I remember that many people get very, very happy when, mm. the, when the monk or the teacher suddenly remembers mm. the name. So, mm. Did I? But you know my story about that. Yeah, they will hear. You know my story about that. Did I, I've told you, I think. My teacher never remembered my name, and it was so demoralizing for me. I came back after a year of slugging it away at university as a monk, and, tr and you know, working with this Cambodian community that was very supportive, but had some problems. And I uh, thought, okay, now I'm back in Thailand, I'll stay with my teacher. He said, where did this guy ordain? <laughs> he ordained with you. Oh. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine, you know, that's, that's okay. And then he's proceeded to not remember my name. <laughs> every time I was like, what's your name? What's his name? Pranoa. And then every day, every day, every, every time, not every day, but, but it was clear that he wasn't remembering my name because I was watching for it. And I was like, look, at he remembers those people's name. He remembers this person's name. He doesn't remember my name. And then... Uh, then I did something really, really bad in the monastery. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it had to do with this politics that goes on between who's the teacher for the international students and 
uh, who's running the international center and some people were trying to take it away from from the group that I was involved in and I was so up in arms about it that I went in and told Ajahn that these people were trying to split up the Sangha and he, he scolded me and he said, what are you talking about split up the Sangha? This is wrong view, this is wrong thought. This is just delegating authority or so on like this. So he totally, and, and you know, the, the point was there were monks that were yelling at me at the time, who do you think you are? Who are you? Who are you? Because I was you know, fairly self-righteous about it. New monks can be fairly self-righteous. And from that point on, he always remembered my name. <laughs> and, and it was so embarrassing. After all that time of wanting him to know my name, from that point on, I didn't want him to know my name at all. I'm like, now I know the reason why he remembers my name. It was that, that huge fight that we had in front of him that really, really made his day. <laughs> and really showed him what a... What a uh, important person I was to remember. So, uh, you know, don't don't take that kind of thing too seriously. The uh, knowing of names, but I can certainly certainly uh, feel for you the the desire to have some connection. But it is just another attachment, mm. and the dhamma is out there, and there's so much dhamma out there. The problem isn't the access to the dhamma or even the access to teachers. The problem is the practice of it. You have to dedicate yourself to practice it. And that really does mean, in one sense, dedicate your life to it. You have to be willing to die for the truth. You have to be willing to give up your life if that, if that is the path for... I mean, just to, to, to make it kind of... Go to that extreme to make it kind of clear to you that it has to become... The the guiding purpose in your life, not God, not Buddha, not uh, religion, but the truth and and the practice and the cultivation of of understanding and wisdom. So it has to be quite. Um, you know, it's up to you. Buddha said, "Akataro tathagata tumhehi kichanga tapang." You have to work for yourself. Akataro Tathagata, the, the Buddhas, the Tathagatas are just those who show the way. Again, I'm talking too much, no? <laughs>